Hey, Upper East Siders. No, nope. it doesn't stop being nope. funny. No, nope. it doesn't stop ever. I will never get used to it, and I will never stop loving it. No, ever. it's incredible. It's it's beautiful. How are you doing today, Amanda? I'm like doing pretty well. How yeah. about you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so happy that you're here. I know we are recording this live. Well, not to you, but like live yeah, to, no, us. to us. Um, you know, in our present. Yes, in Casa de Kristen, which yeah. if you watch her videos, is like where she films. It is true. It is. I do not have. A special place where I film. It is, in fact, my bedroom. Y'all home, but it's adorable, and I love it, and it's everything I've ever dreamed of. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, my gosh. Well, today we are talking about... Oh, we should we introduce the podcast? Oh, yeah, guys. Welcome. <laughs> in case you forgot what you clicked on, um, this is XOXO, a Gossip Girl podcast. Ooh. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we're going to hear to talk about every episode of Gossip Girl in order. So if you've missed the past two episodes, go back and rewatch them. We'll wait. Exactly. Because podcasts, they don't go anywhere nope. unless they do. Uh, which, at that point, we've got more to worry about. This is true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So today we are on episode three. Yes. Which is called Poison Ivy. Very, very Gossip Girl. So then. Gossip Girl. If you've never read, like, I hope that we're educating you on what the titles of the Gossip Girl episodes were. Because they were just as sassy and ridiculous as, like, everything else in Gossip Girl. They'll do, they'll do like, the corniest play on words yes. sometimes and you'll be like really <laughs> they are a huge fan of puns for sure like there's there's no getting around it for a single second i mean half of what gossip girl herself says in the show are puns are just are just like puns. or like taking like cliche phrases and just like making them into like what's relevant in the episode it's yeah oh it's the best oh my gosh so amanda what yeah. are, what were your thoughts on this episode um it was I liked it. I yeah. I was into it. It gets Blair is the worst. Yes, correct. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. She is the worst. Yep. And like I get it. I get it, but it's like you this is this is like a lot. This is a lot even for yes. me. And yes. I think about being conniving a lot and I never go as far as Blair actually does in no, real life. No, not even a fraction. This is the first time, I think, in the series where, it's funny because for the last two episodes, you and I have been saying that we, like, sympathize a lot more with Blair than we remembered. Right. Uh, and, like, liked her a little bit more than we remembered. But this is the first episode where she 100% goes way too far. And you're like, wow, this girl is mean. There is a definite meanness that comes with her. Right, because yeah. this is the episode, correct me if I'm wrong, where they're like in gym class. And yes! <laughs> the infamous like, lacrosse scene. The infamous. It reminded me, this is like, I guess this happens a lot in movies. I don't know if, if you've seen Freaky Friday, but there's yes. a sequence in Freaky Friday that is literally the same the thing. The exact same sequence, yeah. Where, yeah, there's like a mean girl and mm -hmm. she's like, I, like constantly kicking over like the other girl and then mm -hmm. when the other girl like finally does something, she's like, oh my god, no! <laughs> 
And there's that moment, there's just that wonderful moment. First of all, like, who gave this this ref a job as a ref? Um, he's First the off, worst He's ref. the actual worst. Like, I have an actual note written down where I said, that ref dough. Um, like, he was absolutely horrible. Yeah. And, like, how could nobody see through that Blair was clearly faking it and that Blair the entire time is kicking Serena and Serena finally, like, truthfully, I was like, you get it, girl, because, like, finally it's time to kick back. Yeah. But, like... How could you not blatantly see that that's all an act? Oh. It was very, very frustrating. And, every, and like, her minions come and they're like, Blair, my God, Exactly, exactly. After the fact, they're ba- back at her house, like, icing her leg. And I it's know, like, it's like, you now you've just really taken it for Yeah, her. exactly. Like, <laughs> this has gone to a whole new level. You are one crazy-ass uh, bee right also, now. Also, I would like to note, and this is, like, this is not too spoilery, that, like, you will never see them play another single sport in the entire series of Gossip Girl. No. Am I correct in saying that? I don't think you see them. No, I feel like other they sports go, go on sports. sometimes. Yes, they do go to sports, but you will never, ever see them in a gym class for no. the rest of their time. You don't even see them at like a fucking like spin class. No. You don't even go to a gym. No. Which would be ever. the Upper East Side of them yes. to like go to like a bar class or something. Do some Zumba. And they like, don't. No, They're they just don't. like, we don't exercise. No, I don't exactly. Have to. <laughs> exactly. Like somehow it's in my genes. Like, that yeah. I am skinny and beautiful and perfect. All the I just don't eat. Like, yeah, exactly. remember that truffle grilled cheese I had? Exactly. Last that was the last thing I ate. Yeah, that was the last thing. And now <laughs> here we are. Um, but circling back a little yeah. bit, the opening sequence of this freaking episode, I literally have in my notes, this song right now is not school appropriate <laughs> at all. And even in the slightest. Like, not to be like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not a conservative bitch, like, no, at all. No, But, like, it is, first of all, yeah. just awkward. Like, it's so, so awkward. <laughs> so awkward. The way they're all holding their hands is so awkward. It gets me every time. Also, that's when you blatantly realize that, like, Taylor Momsen is not 14 years old, and she also is towering over Everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Like, was... I get it. Taylor Momsen in real life, for anybody who does not know, she actually is in a band and she can sing. She actually does have a pretty, pretty great voice. It is pretty good. She has, she does have a, like, pretty great range, though, like, her type of music just doesn't tend to be my style, but, like, no, no not so much. <laughs> but, like, she does have a good singing voice. Um, but it was, like, so unnecessary and so weird. Honest, like, were they paid to put that song in there? Like, it just feels... Oh, you could totally be right, though. They could. Right? I feel like that has to be it, because it actually, other than the fact that I guess it makes sense, because they live on the Upper East Side, and they're all, like, pretty well off, and they all go to private school, and, and they like, all this know is it. Ivy Week, so, like, I guess it's, like, a like a bougie week, but, like, no. very inappropriate. And I love how they were just, like... Thank you, girls. For that. Exactly. They're like, they finish it up, and they're like, yeah. And then they're like, the end of Bye. the song is so awkward. Bye. It's so awkward. You know what's so funny, though, is that to this day, when I hear that song, I no joke think of this acapella strained version that they sing in Gossip Girl. Because it's a little iconic. Because it, it, you know, like, as awful as it was, it was so awful that it is, like, Rebecca Black Friday iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, like... Even the harmonies are like weird. Yeah. Just everything about it there's was like so that. There's like that weird harmony where it's like we're riding first class, living my life, yes, and it's so so bizarre. That is it's exactly so bizarre. What I'm exactly. Thinking of. It, oh, god. oh gosh. I could talk about just that song for like at least an hour. Because That's, oh my gosh. 
It was so uh, just so strange. Can you tell that Amanda and I do theater, guys? Can you tell? <laughs> can, can you, you tell? tell? <laughs> can we, uh, yes. Oh, also, I want to talk about one of the also huge iconic things that happened in this episode, which is the first appearance of Blair's ridiculously bright tights. She wears the bright red tights. Oh. And this is a trend, guys, that will continue on for many seasons to come. If you don't remember oh. Blair for her headband for usage. Her, for her headband or the bright tights. It's like. That this is, you're right. This yep. is that intro. It's that intro, yeah. She's already wearing the headbands consistently, which is cool oh, yes. to see that, like, even from episode one, that was, like, an engraved thing. thing. That's her thing. But, like, She's it gonna was. She's going to do ponytails. Did you also notice, this is this is jumping farther into the episode, but, but later on, when Serena, when they are at the actual Ivy event, Serena's wearing a headband. She's wearing, no. like, a silk headband. That you mention it. I didn't notice at the time. Yeah. I yes. find it interesting because it is, I to me, it feels like a really good wardrobe choice because that's the scene where she kind of goes head to head with Blair, where she's like trying to talk to all the reps and all that jazz. No pun and like, intended. Yeah, no, she's really, she's really going like very power. That was move. so funny to watch. It was, it gave me life. Like, the, and that's so mean because I don't feel the no. same anytime Blair tries to get even. Right, with Serena, exactly. But when Serena tries to get even with Blair, I'm like, get yes, it, like, do get it. it. Well, you know, because Blair is like pretty ruthless all the time, whereas Serena is not ruthless all the time. She's, she is. From time to time. Right. I f- but, like, but she, overall, Blair is a much more vindictive character, like, consistently vindictive. And so I think that overall, like, up until this point, to be totally fair, Serena has not really punched back at Blair too much. And this is the first episode where we see her punch back at Blair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think what the reason why it makes me feel better to watch, like, Bla- like not Blair, to watch Serena get back at Blair as mm-hmm. opposed to the other way around mm-hmm. is, like, how the show portrays Serena, like, she does bad things, but she's not, like, she's not doing them, like, necessarily maliciously. Mm-hmm. She just, like, is who she is and, like, is, like fucks up. Yeah. Whereas with Blair, she's, like, intentionally doing bad things. Yes. No, it's true. She she gets such joy out of the mischief of it. She yeah. gets such, such joy out of it. There have been so many mo- moments rewatching so far where I've noticed the looks that she gets. And that's that's a big um, uh, big props to Leighton Meester, too, on the acting of Blair. Because there are, like, any moment where things, like, look like they're about to explode drama-wise, even if it's not going in Blair's favor, there's, like, this glimpse of, like, joy or, like, that kind of comes across Blair's face of, like, things are about to happen. Like, yes. it's, and it's really interesting. It's very, very interesting. She likes, she likes that plot twist. Yeah, she life. does. Um, she thinks she's living a movie. Oh, okay. Now we're going to go back to that, that weird, like, meeting, morning meeting. Morning that they meeting. Have. So bizarre. Um, they really are, like, this is gonna be. Please, what did they say? They something. Say this something is the like, most important week of your life. They say yes, something like that. They do. Oh they're like, my god. They're like, please show sympathy to our juniors who are right in the midst of Ivy Week. Right exactly. Now. The most important week of your entire lives. It's like, bitch, no, no, <laughs> not at all. Are you kidding? Not. That's have they even they they haven't because there is an episode in the future where they take their SATs. They haven't even taken their SATs yet. So strange. They have not taken any of these things yet. Like this is the most ridiculous. And I, this is where I would be so super interested to find out if actual upper, like Upper East Side, like more well-off private schools, do this sort of thing. Because who knows? Maybe they do. But like, 
God, this it, this was seemed like the most ridiculous like week that this school made out of like this whole college premise as juniors. I know it is yeah, and especially because this is like the beginning of the school year. The school year, so yeah. like. You think about college as a junior, but you think about college more, like, later. Yeah, more towards <laughs> the end of the year. It's, like, still getting all of your grades up and whatnot, and you do start to, like, prep for the SATs and all that sort of stuff. But, like, you are not that deep in the process yet. Right. At, at any means, yeah. They're just, like, put... It's You're more so, like, just exploring your options, whereas this week they're, like really suck up to your like exactly yeah it's like also can we talk about the fact that like they seem to have a pretty good amount of people still in that school and like they choose one usher per school you're telling me that you don't you don't land that one usher position for each one of those ivy schools you're not going to an ivy you're not going to an ivy Sorry. They, Not sorry. They make it, like, not only, they make, like, this whole week such a big deal, like, for the plot of this show, but also, like, it's so strange, like, the mindset you have when you're in high school mm-hmm. that you're just, like, well, college is the next step, and, like, college is so important. College is where things happen. I'm, like, literally, no. I... <laughs> Not at all. Really I'm not at all. Not. I'm not going to, like, throw shade at college because it was, like, a wonderful time. And, yeah, like, thank absolutely. you, Mom and Dad, who, like, severely helped me yeah. out. But, like, it was – I learned a lot, but it wasn't, like – I learned more about, like, myself. Yeah. Yes. And, like, human interaction with other people. Yeah. yeah. Than I did, like, actual knowledge, I feel. Totally agreed. Yeah. 100%. My, like, everything that I really took out of college, like, life value-wise was life value stuff. It was, like, day-to-day. It gives you your first taste of, like, what living alone might be like. Mm -hmm. Like, what being away might be like. Even though it does still have, like, a lot of restriction and all that sort of stuff. You know, you have to... It's also the first time that you're really for the first time in a while that you most likely have been popped into a new environment where you have to interact with people and you finally have the chance of like you're on a college campus you're probably not going to see that person every day if you don't want to be friends with that person don't be friends with that person like you start to make those adult sort of decisions exactly yeah so it it was more beneficial for me there yes and I think like later on in college I started like giving more of a shit about like school yeah (laughs) Because I, like, wasn't a good student. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. But, like, so I started caring more. And once I started caring more, it was, like, a little bit better. But, it like, ultimately I learned more about, like, being a human in college. And mm. I've learned a lot more, like, being oh, out yeah. of school. Oh, yeah. And not, like, again, not knocking college. It was a great time. Yeah. College is great. But. but yeah. It is not that big of a deal. No. <laughs> Nope, and I, I guess, mean, but it, for it, for them, for I think them, it has to I was be. about to say it's a, the familial the familial pressure is yeah. this this just goes to continually show that. Which, by the way, my first note for this episode was Nate's dad is continually a dick. So such a dick, continually over and over again. And I also just like very quickly noticed this was also again one of the first times that we see Dorota as the mother figure for Blair yeah. because she they do that whole sequence where everybody's talking to their parents before this meeting you know Serena talks to Lily Nate talks to his dad like everyone's talking to their parents mm-hmm. and then it shoots to Blair talking to Dorota in this kind of comical scene but at the same time it's still starting to like put in that like she doesn't have a strong like mother relationship at this point she does not feel like 
she's cared about in that way. And I wonder, because you don't, at this point in time, you don't know much about her father other yes. than the fact that he, like, left He did them. leave, yeah, he did leave them. Recently. Yeah. So I wonder if she was, like, actually kind of closer with her dad just because yes. he might have been more, I don't, maybe he wasn't around, but, like, he yeah. might have been more around. Yeah, that she felt that more from him, and now she feels like she's with her mom, who, for these episodes so far, the entire time has been away mm-hmm. doing fashion stuff. Um, so clearly she's not always present there. Um, and so while this is this comical little scene, it's very telling. Oh, it's yeah. very, very telling. And this and Dorota will continue to kind of be that that like, mom. That mom for Blair. Like it's while it's joking, it's not really a joke. It's not really a joke. Yeah, I wrote down that Nate has an Nate's dad has an incestuous relationship with like Nate's future. Yeah. It's like, really fucking weird to me. It's awful. It really is. Like the talk about the pressure from like from his dad represents like all the parents that just like genuinely don't don't seem to care about their children's happiness and only about their he, future and how it affects them. It, really, and it's yeah. just very very interesting. I think it kind of circles back to like how Chuck w- was saying in the first episode, like we're not here to be happy. Like, yeah, like dad like really fucking embodies that. Yes, <laughs> he really does. And the whole difference is like we talked about this, I think, in the last episode, but. Um, like, at the bottom, at the the bottom of Lily's heart, I believe she cares about Serena and Eric, and that oh, she yeah. genuinely, like, genuinely just doesn't know what to do with them, and, like, sometimes she's a bit selfish, but, like, she genuinely cares about their futures and wants them to be happy, and I don't feel that, that from Nate's father. I really don't at all. Everything seems extraordinarily self-serving, and, like, he, I, he genuinely doesn't really care if Nate is happy or not. No, he's just like, no... You're my kid, so you're going to do exactly as I say. And exactly. when I say, yes, you should exactly. Do it. Yeah. Which, like, he is a kid, but, like, that's not college or an adult. It's not. It's yeah. not how it works. I also wrote down, like, what the fuck is everybody's obsession with Dartmouth? Did Dartmouth pay? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, Again, my Again, no shade at Dartmouth. Sure, it's great. But it's not, like, it's not, like, the Ivy League school you hear. No, you would think, like, Yale or Harvard. Harvard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Dartmouth is, like, I guess maybe they chose it because, like, Nate's kind of, Nate is kind of, like, more the rogue, so maybe Dartmouth is where he would want to go, and Dan also, same with Dan, so I, I get it, but, like, it really is ridiculous, it's, like, this huge obsession for, for all time. And they're, they're also, like, this is the, I mean, for Nate, it is the only school, so, like, I get it, but for Dan, it's, like, this is the only school, and he's, like, number two in the class, and he could literally probably go anywhere, and I I don't understand. Can we talk about that moment, though? How salty was Dan? Oh, Oh my god. Dan is the most salty. <sighs> Before then, can we talk about his interview? Oh my god. It was gross. It was awful. I wouldn't have given him no, the No, I wouldn't spot. have given to him either. Like, that's, this is, it was the perfect example of, like, Dan being pompous while thinking he was being cool and quirky. Cool, quirky, and, yeah, like, relatable. And it's relatable, like, yeah, exactly. It's like, you're not any of those things. You're no. actually just being the worst. Those right are, now. like, the cringeworthy moments that Dan has, and he has them, like, almost once per episode, truthfully. Yeah, pretty like, much. pretty much once per episode, but, like, he, that interview was so cringeworthy. And, like, honestly, I kind of wanted Nate to get it more only because Nate was actually relatable. Like, Nate was in the thing, and Nate he was, was like, honest. He was yeah, like, he was honest. He was like, you know, honestly, I, there are probably a whole bunch of other people that kind of deserve this more than I do and that might be better suited because I don't even know if it's my final choice yet and all those sorts of things and like that was genuine 
Oh. And, yeah, and then Dan's like, what? Like, I'm number two and you're number, like, what? Oh, right? but also, one of the most important moments of the entire interview process is mm-hmm. we got our absolute first I'm Chuck Bass. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're right! <laughs> it was the first... I'm Chuck Bass. And him using that as a legitimate excuse for something. He, yeah. But what's great about it is that, though, it does a great job of establishing that, yes, his name actually does mean something because, yes, he gets the usher position by just saying, why should I get the position? Because I'm Chuck Bass. It was, it was insane. Because he gets Yale or something, and then he's like, I'm switching to And then he switches. Yeah, he either switches from Princeton to Yale or Yale to Princeton, one of the two. I think it's, I think it's I Princeton because he makes yeah. a joke about Jersey Girls yes. later. Yeah, and Blair, and Blair gets mad because he was supposed to also be with the Yale rep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. Oh, so much. But to be fair, this is the first time that we really see the school system cheat Dan. Yeah, because to be did. fair, he did get che- in some way he did get cheated. Che- like even though his interview was not that good, if he is number two in the class. But the thing is, yes, I'm gonna. I, okay, like no, I'm, I'm gonna do throw it. it out there. I do don't it. like love Dan right now. Like no. he's not my fave. So no. like I'm gonna blanket that this rest of the rest of this statement with this that I can't even talk. You know, <laughs> you guys get it. You get it, guys. You get it. Um. He's number two in the class. So, like yes. he works really hard at home. He like reads books and stuff. A lot of what getting higher up in the world is is making connections, and you have to bullshit. Yeah, like, you have like no offense, dude, but like, like I know you don't want to be friends with these people, and I get it. Like these people are not yeah. your kinds of people. Like I fully understand it, but you have to fucking fake it. Like, yeah, you do <laughs> fake till you make it. No, it's totally true. That's the, the only entire, way you're gonna get up, you know. The entire like interview process for anything is always like you have to show your best self, but you also there is a level of professionalism and a level of like there's a certain way you gotta be, and that's not the way that he is. No, social skills do do play a huge part. Social play, skills play an enormous part. And were he better friends with people in the school, who knows? Maybe he would have a better position. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. Like I feel like he just like disregards the other students as well as the teachers because I'm oh, yeah. sure he feels cheated by them, them as, as well. well. Yeah. So he just like goes around unnoticed, and I'm like, like you're not going to get anywhere if you just like don't assert yourself and like really like make yourself known to even people you don't like like that is something that I kind of regret like going back to me because this is all about me um like I kind of regret that in college that I didn't like I wasn't like myself until like senior year Mm. like why did I wait so long you know what I mean like I could have like been more assertive and like gotten further and like done whatever I mean who who knows who you would have better connected with and all that sort of stuff exactly yeah yeah so that's fair you just never, like, you have to, you have to sometimes associate with people you don't like, Dan, and, like, sorry, like, yep. wah, go cry. You don't like, have to hang out with them all the time, but, like, being at least polite with them would be yeah. a good deal. I mean, and obviously this also goes on the other end of, like, they always treat him like literal garbage, but if he's treating them like literal, literal garbage back, then... It's not helpful. That's not helpful for anybody. No. Like, no. sometimes, like, I mean, Jenny kind of gets treated like literal garbage, but then, like, flips the script and, like, does her own thing, like... I'm Team Jenny forever. Like, <laughs> oh my God, such Team Jenny, such yeah. Team Jenny. She's just, she is who she is. She <sighs> is herself, but yes. then also like, fucking hangs out with the cool people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, she knows from that's what episode she's to do. one, Jenny is who Jenny is. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Is that's that's a huge factor of of her. Ugh. Ugh. Did you notice, by the way, that in this episode, 
Blair and Chuck already seem to know each other much better than anybody knows Blair or Chuck. Like, yeah. Blair sends Chuck to go and, like, spy on on Serena and then ends up seeing her, her at, go into the Ostrov Center. And, like, she lies to Nate when she's on the phone with Chuck when he's reporting back and all that. And, like, Blair and Chuck already seem to be, like, way more in cahoots and kind of on the same page with one another than, like, anybody else. It's so true. And, like, do it really slyly. So yeah, they like plant not, the seeds really well. Yeah, like, you're not fully noticing it, but, like, yeah, they're just, like, on the same wavelength. They're on the same wavelength. They even are a little bit flirty, to be totally honest. At, towards the end of this episode, they're a little bit flirty with one another, and I'm oh, like... Oh, yeah. All right. No, I said Chuck literally makes you want to vomit. <laughs> when he was like, I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. But, like, he is. Yeah. Um, I also said he was being pervy in the third act of this episode. I don't remember that. I don't know why he was being pervy. I think that's when he was flirting with Blair, actually. Probably. Yeah. He said some <laughs> stuff to Blair, and Blair, like, dismisses him, but she's still not creeped out by it. Yeah. Which is surprising, because most other people would be like, Chuck. Yeah, like, you stop being gross. She's like, okay. Like, but also, like, hi. <laughs> but how are you? How are you? Um, yeah, and, oh, I was, this is, this is just my own personal, like, gripe with okay. Rufus. Oh! Like, <laughs> I wrote down Rufus the oversharer again ah! on my notes for this. He's an over, chronic oversharer. Oh. He's also, like, my least favorite kind of parent, which is the helicopter parent. I wrote down, Rufus just pulled one of those cringy parent moves. It's like, <laughs> bitch, are you kidding? Are you joking? <laughs> also, are you telling me that they didn't have entertainment already for this super fancy party? Are you telling me that they really didn't, they didn't have, have entertainment? They didn't have a string quartet. They didn't have a, yeah, exactly. Are, you, are is that what we're really, like, we're really assuming gonna, here? Can we all, this is another, I'm worried, I, I feel like this comment will come up so many times. Yeah. How the fuck are these people going from Brooklyn to Manhattan oh. so quickly? He literally, like, There's Dan no comes way, home guys. and he's like... Oh man, like everything sucks. I can't go to Dartmouth. Like, when, where? I'm just gonna go sit yeah. in my room. And then Rufus is like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go seek Here it out. he comes yeah. to save the day. And yeah. then they have like, like the little scene with Blair and Chuck, and then like he's there. And then he's there, and exactly. It's like, what time is it? And this is all happening. And, and like, not even to say, like, we can't even give any leeway here because they do indicate that this all happens in one day. Yeah, I in know. In one day. So he literally must have gotten yes. there in, I don't know, 10 minutes, which would never happen. Exactly. And then he calls his band, and it just so happens that all of them are available to work this event. Like, I, it's just very, it's all very like, oh, that worked out well. Yeah, the convenient. Yeah. Also, don't you love, it's like, oh, here's she, here's like the, the coordinator of this whole event. And exactly. Like, oh, of course it's Lily. And then it's like, how did this shit how not happen? How did this, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> I just found out about her, and it's like li- now you're seeing. Now her you're seeing her more. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, nope, I completely feel the same way. So. Stupid. I also wrote literally every character on the show could use group counseling. <laughs> oh my god, I know because <laughs> all of them could, including and specifically Rufus. Rufus needs Rufus to go to a therapist. Rufus needs to, needs to a get a haircut and like go to a therapist. Exactly. Well, because that came up because there is a group counseling scene in this episode where. Um, there's Eric, Eric, Serena, and Lily, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting down. And I actually did commend that they all went down for that group counseling, like, session. That seemed, for whatever reason, like something, like, Lily maybe wouldn't want to do, and they do it, which they is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they do end up coming to a compromise, but it was a very good example of one of those, like, I guess, 
what everybody imagines therapy sessions to be, where it's like nobody nobody's seeing eye to eye, and then they just kind of come to some sort of conclusion with one another. And Serena, like, pulls this, like, oh, well, Eric could come to this party tonight. And Lily's like, I don't. And the therapist is like, great. Because <laughs> the therapist is like, get me out of get here. Get me out of here with all these crazy. blondes. <laughs> oh, my God. And this boy that looks like he's out of, like, a boy band. Oh, my Lord. That hair. That hair, though. So there was a lot There was a lot that we learned, though, about the Ostroff Center and all that sort of stuff. Like, they really did show a lot of that in this episode. And we definitively learn for sure that Eric killed himself. We tried to kill himself. To kill he himself. did not kill himself. He's not a zombie, guys. He's not a zombie. <laughs> he alive. He's not a zombie with a lot of bleach, guys. So uh, true. I, I love how we didn't even, like, I was, I so I just listened back to the first episode. We didn't bring up Eric at all. At all, because I know. so much happened in that first episode. Yeah, exactly. That it was just like so hard to even talk about. But yeah. Yeah. No. Sad times. Sad times. Yeah. Which is, I think, I really did like that plot line on the show because they Eric. Eric is very instantly shown as he's obviously a good kid. Like, he's not, like, some jerk. He's not... He doesn't seem to be a drug addict. He doesn't seem... To, not that if you're a drug addict, you're a jerk. But, you know, that, that he doesn't seem... He's not, to, he's not your Chuck Bass. He's not no, your Dan. No, he's not. And so you're kind of like, okay, so is it depression? Like, did he try and kill himself, etc.? And so I, I kind of really liked that revealing moment. And nothing was better in this episode than the moment when Eric is like, Yo, Blair, can I talk to you for a second? He's so great. Oh. <sighs> Oh, it's such a good scene. And, like, it's the first time that we see Blair, like, have a heart. Oh, <laughs> fuck. What did I do? Yeah. Like, and it's a great moment. And, honestly, those moments for her are few and far between in the show. Yeah. And it's a great scene. I thought it was such a good scene. I agree. Yeah, because she really just did. I love how she always, I mean, like, because Eric's such a good kid. Like, yes. of course you would assume Serena's going to the fucking office. Exactly, center yeah. For her whatever issues. Yeah. So I would totally see why you would just jump to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. It was that was really good. It was very vindicating. Yeah, it was very, and it was also very. I like he he. I think he said something along the lines of her to like, yeah. So you know, you don't know everything, and like that's a big thing for Blair is that she constantly assumes that like what she's seeing is what she's getting, and like that she's put all the puzzle pieces together correctly. And this is a perfect example of when she doesn't put them together, right? Yeah. By any means. Ah, but also, <laughs> the most awkward speech ever, the one that Serena gives when when they call her up on stage. I know. It literally wigged me out. It's like, it just... I don't know what was more awkward, the interview scene or her giving the speech. I'm gonna... I'm gonna make a bold statement and say I think the speech was more the awkward speech? than Dan. Yeah, being Dan. Uh, and Dan being Dan was really awkward. Really awkward, guys. Um, so, but yeah, that speech. Because I mean, to be honest, though, like, if you're, uh, yeah, like you don't think you're ever gonna be in that position of like, tr you know, trying to fake talk your way out. I don't know about yeah. your addiction you don't have. Yeah. So I And get, she does a really good job of, like, basically not saying once in the entire speech that, like, she has an addiction or anything. Like, she she really does skirt around it pretty well. Yeah. She never yeah, she never comes out and says, like, my problem. My problem, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just thanks, like, the Ostroff Center and goes on a whole spiel. Uh, 
But I was glad when Blair comes in with the also the most awkward cut in. Of okay, all Serena, time. thanks. Okay, Serena, thank you. And she's the only one clapping. clapping. Oh, it's so weird. Oh God, it was it was very very awkward. I literally wrote. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is not the same thing as cheating on a significant other. Like I definitely no. feel like we've gone a no. step too far. We've definitely gone a step too far. Doesn't feel the same. No, and also I feel like those stakes again. I noticed in this episode, like Blair lies to Nate a lot, a lot. But to be honest, like, do you, do you think she lied to him as much prior to this knowledge or this confirmation? I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where lying seems just so in Blair's nature. This is true. That I'm kind of like, does she do it all the time with him? Like, did she do it before that? I don't know. But, like, she's scheming and she's doing all these things and, like, she clearly feels like she has to keep some things from Nate now. Even if she didn't before, she has to keep things from Nate now. Um, and it makes me feel less bad for her because now she's also, in response, being kind of a shitty person. And it's like, I get it. But also, there's only so much to which you can play that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting. I do too. It, you know, it is the one thing that I will give Dan though. And I, at this point, don't really like Dan either. No. But the one thing that I will say is Dan is one of the very few characters on this show who is, wi who is willing and like immediately will apologize when he realizes that he's wrong. Yeah, this is true. Because he, he apologizes pretty quickly at the end of this episode. And to be fair, it's to Serena, so who knows if he's just trying to save face and, like, whatever. Uh, who knows if he's trying to get laid or not. I exactly, trying to get laid, but, you know. But at, the, but at the same time, I do recognize that, like, Dan does a lot of apologizing. If he does realize that he has gone too far or made an assumption that was incorrect, he will apologize. And that I give him credit for at the very least. I would say, say that. I literally have <laughs> my notice. So now Dan is Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, Dan, you know literally nothing about anything. I know. <laughs> You're the worst. All. Jenny knows more than you do now that she's in cahoots with Eric. And this is also the first, like, real Eric-Jenny moment that we have. Like, this is the real, like, he actually tells Jenny, like, what happened with him and, like, all this sort of stuff. And so it's the beginning of that friendship, which I think is lovely. I loved it so much. It was pretty cute. It pretty cute. pretty cute. I loved it. I was here for it. Oh, my God. Can I ask you, in the beginning of this show, did you ship, like, did you want uh, Jenny and Eric to be together at any point? I don't think I did. I don't think I specifically mm -hmm. shipped it. I was, because I, I was really more into the dance arena. The dance arena? Yeah. So I didn't even really think about. I kind of did. I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, like, in these beginnings, I was like, oh. But on, you, yeah. you could. And yeah. it would be, I mean, like. It'd be cute. It'd be cute, though. It'd, It'd be, be cute. Little, two little blondes. Two little blondies, though. She way taller than he is. He's, yeah, like, so much he's taller. Because he's real tiny. He's, like, the smallest human My favorite is, like, in How the future. How did he come exactly. from that family? Exactly. And you, whenever you see him standing next to Serena, too, she just looks like the Amazon, like, that she is. It's I know. crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Do you have any other any other good notes? Oh, we haven't even talked about the letter scene at the very end of this episode. The letter scene. When Blair reads the letter that she never sent Serena out loud to her Ooh. at the fountain in Central Park. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did you think of that scene? It was... It was. <laughs> That's how I felt about that scene. Non-committal. Literally? Yeah. Okay, so she didn't express 
her her heart it like to Serena necessarily. Yes. Like yes. you kind of get that vibe when they're like at the bar like talking, mm-hmm. like drinking all the martinis. Yes, yeah. But gulping them down just people. Like it's water. But she doesn't really get into like why she feels so hurt, the fact of like because her best friend just happened left mm-hmm. her. So you kind of get that. But she's like but like she knows everything that happened in that letter. Exactly. Like not to like Yes. I don't even I don't know who, like who I'm mad at more. Yeah, than mad scene. at. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is a very telling scene though, of where I I do like that she blatantly says Serena's like I just didn't know. And she's like you knew. How could you possibly like not reach out to me? And Serena's like I didn't know what to say. And it's like all right, Serena, that's a pretty bad cop out. That like is that's a, bad a pretty bad cop out. I didn't know what to say. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> do you need anything? Like, do you want to just talk for a heartbeat? No. Okay. No. All right, I'll return to wherever land, wherever I was at boarding school. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. Is like that. It felt, all felt annoying, but I liked that they were like, "We're gonna try this again." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I definitely felt at the end of this episode, I felt like actual resolve was gonna start happening. Yeah. Because the last couple of episodes, like, we're on the third episode now, so the first three episodes, they've really been feuding. It's been, like, a real mean girl back and forth. Um, But now, everything's out in the open, seemingly. Uh, So everything's out in the open, so they can finally, if they want to choose friendship, which at this point, it's still one of those things where, like, I love, and don't get me wrong, I actually love the Serena Blair friendship, like, for what it is. When it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's so good. But... At the end of the day, why would these people ever be friends with one another, like, long term? Even if you, they were childhood best friends, I get it, whatever. But, like, they have both betrayed each other so, so deeply. Much. And they're yeah. also, intri- not to be like, you have to be friends with the same types of people. They're very different. So different. Very and I guess different. opposites attract, but, like, not these, no, I feel. No, uh-uh. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, are they just, are they the best picks for each other out of the pool of people that they're around usually? Is that, I don't know. To be you know? Her her minions are people I would literally never hang never. out with. Oh my god! So maybe, but yeah. Yep. I also uh, before the the park scene. Yeah. This one at the start of the set. This the last act when yeah. um you see that like Dan got to talk to like the Dartmouth guy. Oh and, my like, god! God is autograph. God is autograph. And there's the classic like the spin around of like classic like didn't read the book moment. <laughs> Nate is so relatable. Like how do you not read the book of like this person you're gonna be roaming around? But also I like that Dan does try to help Nate a little bit out. Like even though Nate is kind of a helpless case, he's like, ask him about this. Like just just go ask him about this. And Nate's like, huh? Whatever. But in the After end, he literally just called him, like, the stupidest the person. The stupidest person, yeah. <laughs> and even after all of that, Nate still is like, hey, why don't you bring these drinks over to him? Even though Dan... Nate has not treated Dan badly. Like, no, from what we No, he's just seen, been more indifferent. He's been more indifferent, but he has not treated, like, Dan outright badly. No. Um, and Nate still is like, just bring these drinks over to him. Like, you go. You go do your you thing. Do you do your thing, and then he leaves, and his dad is like, yo, and his dad pulls the thing where they go running the next morning. Oh, my God. The most controlling man. It was awful. It was really awful. It was really awful. There's also, there was a point, too, talking about dads, when, like, Rufus and Dan are talking, and I guess, like, 
Dan must have, like, thanked his dad for something. Like, there was... I have a quote in here, and it, like, annoyed me so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rufus goes, we're we're real men, son. We don't like to share our feelings. Feelings. Oh, my God. They make so many quotes about masculinity in this show. They do. They make so many quotes about them. And, like, I think not not only is it the time in which the show was happening, like, a.k.a., like, pre-Twitter, but, like... (laughs) Pre-Twitter, pre-Tumblr, guys. I know. I know it's a hard world to imagine. (laughs) 2007 was But pre-when you could reblog all this. It's so true. Like, so I get where they're coming from, and I also get that, like, the world in which they're coming from, I feel like masculinity is really valued on the Upper East Side. Like, be, there are being powerful is yeah. valued yes. on the Upper East Side than anything yeah. else. And I think masculinity is, like, A powerful really... thing. Yeah, it's considered to be a powerful trait. We're rolling our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually rolling our eyes, guys. <laughs> it's, like, all full with, with bullshit. But, like, yeah. if anything, first of like, Dan and, like, his dad, like, totally fucking share their feelings all the time. All the time. So and, you do. Uh, yeah, all the time. To a, and a fault. To a fault. And you know what's so funny, though, is the, because in, like, an episode or two, I've noticed that Rufus will also make another quote about masculinity. And why is Rufus making the quotes about, like, the masculinity? He is literally the most emotional man on this show. Yeah, I know. Rufus the oversharer. I know. Like, ah. Uh, and he's, like, supposed to be that, like, in touch with his feelings, like, is in a artist. band, artist, runs an art gallery, etc. So, like, why are they then pushing this, like, ah, it's just dumb. It's all just, like, the, like yeah. his time period is all, like, it's, I don't know, he's, he comes from a time where, like, the, they tried to, like, ex, I don't, like, they... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, basically, they're being creative and, like, They're trying to expand the masculinity... Life. Yeah, but they still, like, kind of cling to it. Like, there are so many men in my life that I know of that are really open-minded to certain things and, like, you know, like, open about their struggles and whatever, but they still really cling to that, like, you know, just, like, the inherited masculine traits and whatever, and they feel weird about certain things. Yeah, They'll just be, they'll be so open about one thing, and then they'll just, like, feel really weird about, like... the next thing. Yeah, like, feel really weird about, like, two dudes kissing. They'll be like, oh, it's like, Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. They feel suddenly, like, real strange about it, and it's like, oh. They're like, love gay people, but, like, I don't want to see two dudes But, like, I don't want to see that. Ah. That's like a whole, we could start a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast of like stupid shit people do. Do ever, always. Oh my God. What? Um, We love you, but also, no. Yeah, like you're great. You're trying, but you need to try harder. Exactly. Is what it comes down to. Ah, so do you have a team you're on in this episode? Mmm. You know, I feel like I'm am I team Jenny? Am I team Eric? I'm kind of like team Ooh. Eric, truthfully. To be honest, cuz he has that great moment and like he's just trying to get through, man. He's, he's like, the one who has like actual fucking Yeah, issues. and literally he's the one who like o- almost just got totally outed like at an event, like mm-hmm. almost 1 degree away from getting outed at this event. I think I'm team Eric this episode. I have in my head that I was team Serena. Serena, I yeah. like 
Team Eric better. I was going to say I actually think Serena. he trumps overall yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to choose between, like, Team Blair or Team Serena for this episode, definitely Team Serena. Oh, definitely Team Serena. Like, please. Yeah, I mean, we started this this episode of this podcast basically saying Blair is the worst. Blair is totally insane in this episode. She's really outrageous in this episode. I can't. but yeah, I think I think Team Eric and Team Serena. I guess the Vanderwoodsons. Yes. Though whoever knows what's going on with Lily, we will never. We know. will never know. <laughs> it's so strange. So where can they find you on the internet? Kristen? Oh my God! You can find me at Shut Up Kristen. Kristen spelled K R I S T E N. No spaces. If you're looking me up on any of the uh, regular social medias, if you're looking me up on Facebook, put some spaces in there. Damn it. Uh, and where can they find you, Amanda? Oh, you can find me at Adventures in Beautifying everywhere, except Twitter, which is Adventures in Bia. Because Twitter is the scum of the earth. We love you. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow this podcast, you can follow this podcast at <laughs> XOXO Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be sure to go and follow us there. We're going to be posting lots of things that maybe we talked about during this episode. Just general Gossip Girl memes and outfits and all the stuff. All the things. And this is where you can, like, tweet at us and be like, you forgot this. Or, like, you didn't talk about this. And then we could, like, totally talk about it, like, later We're on. We're willing to do that. Yeah. We are sitting down and recording a podcast about Gossip Girl, guys. We, we want to talk about it. Let's talk. And be friends forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> and also, if you liked this podcast, like, please, please, please leave us a review please. on iTunes. I know it's annoying and, like, you don't want to open up that browser. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I get that, but, like, you know, we on the same page. We both humans here. Let's be relevant, not like, like, not like Dan Humphrey by any means. No, like, Dan Let's Humphrey. be relatable. Not like Dan Humphrey. No, be very. Yeah. Be, oh God, I just forgot his names. <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Yes! Oh my god! Amanda cannot remember Eric's name. I can't. You know what's funny though? It's like, and this will be our last thought, but like every time I look at Eric, I want to call him Aaron because he reminds me of Aaron Carter. Yeah. A little bit, right? A little bit. A little bit. Come and get it. Come and get it. Oh my god. So give us a review, guys. And subscribe. Do all those things. Share this with your friends. Yes! Let them know that like... You you rewatching or watching for the first time Gossip Girl, you will never realize how many friends you'll make off of it. It's so true, guys. Yep. Very true. Indeed. So, so Amanda, <laughs> shall we end this podcast yeah. in the very relatable way that we always do? <laughs> yeah. My hands covering yeah. my face. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, know you love, love me. me. XOXO. XOXO.